Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Nitsan Mosri, the Traveling Investor, and welcome to another week of the Traveling Investor Show. This is where you're going to learn how to master your mind, body, and wallet. And today's topic is how to find high net worth investors using LinkedIn. You know, it doesn't matter what business you're in, if you're a real estate investor, if you're starting up your own company, capital is one of the most important things in your industry, in your business, getting started, right? You need capital to fund your deals. You need capital to help you bring people together. And it's so important that, you know, people are finding this niche and are becoming incredible experts at learning how to raise capital. And there's so many people out there. You know, when I started in this business years ago, I was always asking people, what's the secret sauce? What's that one word? What's that phrase that you do to help raise capital for all your deals? And I was never able to get a straight answer. People said, oh, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. And it took me many, many years to figure out a, a recipe, kind of what to do and where to go. And, you know, I, I do this show so that people can learn so that we can educate people because I truly believe that I'm put on this earth to help people change their lives so that we can change the planet for the better. And today I have an incredible guest. His name is Yaakov Smart. And I'm sure if you're listening to this show and you're on social media, I'm certain that you've seen his name, you've seen his face, you've seen what he's doing all over social media because he's really disrupting uh, social media and LinkedIn and teaching people how to raise millions of dollars using LinkedIn. And it's an incredible strategy. Uh, he's the author of Disrupting LinkedIn. Uh, Yaakov Smart, he's gonna he's here backstage and uh, it's going to be a content-packed session where he's going to talk about proven strategies on how you can find high net worth investors and raise more capital than you could ever think of using LinkedIn. You know, a lot of times we think about, oh, social media, you know, there's really no way I've, I've, I've tried it for many years and it just doesn't work. He's put together a process and a system, and we're going to talk about that so that you can go out immediately and start creating relationships with high net worth individuals and raise capital. Uh, and, and during this highly interactive session, you're going to be receiving an inside look into his unique way of building relationships with private investors uh, that can be, you know, beyond your current network, right? There's a great saying called your, your network is, you know, will determine your net worth. So the more people you have in your network, well, the more quality people you have in your network, right? The more money you can raise and the bigger your empire can grow. So along with Yaakov's proven methodology, uh, you'll also hear about a few of LinkedIn's key changes that you can leverage for attracting more of the investors you're looking for. Plus, you'll have a chance to ask Yaakov your questions during our live Q&A session. Uh, Yaakov is considered to be a leading expert when it comes to attracting high net worth investors and raising capital using LinkedIn. He's the author, again, of Disrupting LinkedIn and a sought-after sought authority by top business owners and sales leaders worldwide. Yaakov has shared the stage with Samantha DiBianchi of Bravo's hit TV show Million Dollar Listing and has been a guest on numerous media outlets. He's a resident of Scottsdale, Arizona, and today Yaakov is the proud leader of LinkedIn enterprises where his webinars, on-demand training programs, and strategic consulting accelerators give people proven tools and techniques for transforming their LinkedIn profiles into priceless capital raising assets. How would you like it if someone was there to show you exactly how to create your LinkedIn profile, how to use your LinkedIn um, uh, yeah, your LinkedIn profile to attract people from all over the world. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So get a pen and paper ready, take a lot of notes, and ask your questions to Yaakov so that you can get the most out of it and that you can go out and raise millions of dollars. So without further ado, I want to bring in Yaakov Smart. Hey, good to be here. Hey, hey, how are you? Thanks for being on the show. I know you're super busy, so thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Glad to be here. I know we've got a lot to talk about. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get to it. Right. So Yaakov, tell us where where were you before you were the uh, the expert on disrupting LinkedIn? 
Well, the way that I got into disrupting LinkedIn and using LinkedIn as a platform for making key contacts and marketing and you know, all those different things that we're going to talk about and certainly attracting investors is I had a job. I was selling software and it was my job to prospect for the company. It was a startup to call on small business owners and try to sell them on a software that they had never, ever heard. So it very quickly started to become very daunting. It very quickly started to drain the life out of me, okay? Where, you know, I was sitting there smiling and dialing, if we want to use a technical term, day in and day out, and it was driving me absolutely crazy. And so, you know, as an alternative to doing all that, I said, you know what, what if I use LinkedIn and make those same contacts and use it to generate leads for that um, software business? And it started to really take off. I was surprised, this was way back when, very few people were talking about using LinkedIn for lead generation at all. And I started to see the kind of amazing results I was getting. And around the same time where, and I was living in Vegas at the time, I would meet small business owners and I would kind of nonchalantly share some of the results that I was seeing on LinkedIn. And they would look at me all surprised and bewildered because they didn't think that they could tap into LinkedIn. They thought it was just a resume platform that people used as a resume that they could use it to actually build key relationships that would grow their business. So that's how it all got started. Ah, that's fantastic. And so from there, you kind of figured out the secret sauce, the recipe, you put that all together and, and, and then what? Well, and then I built a business um, showing people how to do it. We were working with a number of different business owners and that, you know, slowly but surely started to take off. And then, you know, I decided I was going to write disrupting LinkedIn um, you know, I'd heard, you know, the term disrupting a lot. And so I, you know, wrote the book on the topic. This was, I don't remember, this was probably four or five years ago at this point when I wrote, when I first published the book and I decided I was going to go tour the country, um, speaking to groups of business owners and sales professionals and educating them on this unique way of finding clients and generating leads. And so that's exactly what I did went on a book tour, um, you know, traveled to countries on webinars, presentations like this, pretty much all over the world at this point. And then more recently, back when COVID hit, um, back when it all first started, you know, I had had several people in the real estate space, some multifamily, some different types of real estate investing, reach out to me and they said, you know, I've heard about your LinkedIn strategies. It's really interesting. I wonder how could I use this to find and attract high net worth investors who can fund my projects? And that's when I started really going deeper into that space. And for the last year or so, you know, the majority, I'd say 90% of our clients and students have been people who wanted to raise more private capital to fund their real estate deals. And that's, you know, what led me down the path of, you know, talking about these specific systems for attracting high net worth investors. That's fantastic. That's great. It's amazing how things just, you know, roll along and, and suddenly you find yourself in a niche and and the world just opens up to you. So let me ask you, what what's the difference between using LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram? You know, why specifically LinkedIn? Well, LinkedIn is a whole different context as a platform. So everyone is probably on Facebook, everyone's on Instagram. People are on LinkedIn for very different reasons. They're there to learn, they're there to grow, they're there to build relationships. It's a much more expansive platform where if Facebook or Instagram, they're there to watch cat videos and be entertained, okay? So first of all, the intention is very different, okay? You also have to understand the average household income of a LinkedIn user is $115,000. That's oh, an wow. average household income. That's just an average where people are making six figures in household income. You also have to understand that high net worth individuals, LinkedIn is their social media of choice. It's their preferred platform because of all the BS and drama happening on other social media. It's just got much more of a serious and professional con uh, context. So you, when you think about people like, you know, ultra successful CEOs, doctors, lawyers, venture capitalists, tech entrepreneurs, you know, the who's who of high net worth individuals of accredited investors, LinkedIn happens to be their social media of choice. So it's a powerful platform that you can, when you do this the right way, when you talk, use some of these systems that we're gonna talk about, you can build a hyper-targeted list of accredited investors of high net worth individuals, quite literally within a matter of minutes without paying a list broker. And you know, it's amazing just how targeted you can be 
and you can do all this without spending money on advertising. So like, you know, Facebook ads, some people may be familiar with one of the key differences with this LinkedIn system, it requires zero in ad spend, which is amazing. Wow. That's fantastic. You know, it's, I, I definitely see the difference, you know, when I'm on LinkedIn or you're on, you know, Facebook or Instagram and these other social media platforms, you know, I, I tend to agree with you hundred percent that LinkedIn is more of a professional uh, social media platform uh, where people are more serious, right? You, you get a lot more yeah. um, high net worth individuals. However, you know, people, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and I get a lot of, you know, these messages, these, these sponsored messages in inbox messages and so forth. Hey, hi, you know, I saw your profile. Would you like this? Hey, I saw you. And I'll tell you very rarely do I actually respond to someone with a yes. Hey, let's, let's, let's talk. Let's do this. So, you know, your system is probably very different than what everybody else is doing out there on LinkedIn. Yeah, and the reason you don't respond is A, you don't trust the person, you don't know them from Adam, but B, you don't see how it's irrelevant to you. So when we talk about messaging on LinkedIn, I'm a big proponent of changing the conversation to trust-centered messaging, to messaging that builds trust and gives value, okay? Because you know, with a direct message, you have to have something that's gonna get someone to very quickly identify that it's for them and it's of interest. You know, it's not about sending a long pitch because I get those messages all the time. It's not even about pitching people. You know, first of all, if you're raising capital, it's illegal to just go and solicit random strangers in most cases and say, hey, can you invest 500 grand in this deal? And even if it wasn't illegal, it would just be stupid. So, so don't do it. That's not what we're talking about here. Instead, we're talking about building a real relationship in a way that's systematic in a way that builds trust, in a way that get, demonstrates value every step of the way so that you can then take that relationship beyond LinkedIn and have someone have that conversation, build the relationship and ultimately fund your deals and also tell other people they know. Right. You know, the, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a known fact, right? People say, you know, people will do business with you for three reasons. They know, you know, first they got to know you, like you and trust you, right? So first, you know, people have to know who you are. They got to see that you're out there, that you're doing that you're doing something, and then they got to trust you, right? That that trust is very difficult to build on a social media platform for for that reason, right? People just don't know who you are. A lot of people out there are, you know, it's the what's in it for me syndrome, right? They they're hitting you up trying to sell you their system, their product without ever really caring about you and what your needs are. Um so Let's let's talk about, you know, let's talk about LinkedIn itself, right? So, you know, people go in and they start putting in their profile and they start answering the questions and putting in their pictures. Is there anything specific that they should have in their profile? Is there anything that they shouldn't put in their profile when they're building uh, when they're building who they are on LinkedIn to attract high net worth investors? Well, the big thing is the profile is so much more than a resume. I mean, other than your website right now, if you want to attract high net worth investors, your LinkedIn profile is the most important thing online. Even if you haven't logged into that thing in years, when people go and Google your name, which they're going to be doing now more than they've ever been, because everyone's so used to doing business online these days, your LinkedIn profile is going to come up in one of the first few items. So, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. We've all heard that saying. That's why it's so important. So you want to have the different sections of the profile filled out, but you want to really speak to your ideal investor, because if they can see based on your profile, what's in it for them, I'm going to repeat that based on your profile, what's in it for them, rather than how great you are and all your accomplishments and accolades and all that stuff, you know, it's you have to capture that with them factor, like what's in it for me factor that needs to be immediate right out of the gate and attract the people who you're looking for. So that's a really big thing. Some of the big mistakes, and I mean, we could, we could spend hours talking about the big mistakes, but one of them is um, where people go and they, they hire a writer or, you know, a resume writer to write a very, you know, formal sounding prim and proper corporate bio. And that completely turns off potential investors because they don't care yet, right? I was I was gonna say something else, but we'll keep this clean for the recording. Because they, they don't they don't care yet, you know. So you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you know you're not doing it's not a corporate resume, it's not all about your accolades and your accomplishments, because they don't care yet. It's gotta be what's in it for them. 
they need to feel feel seen, heard, and understood. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the second kind of big mistake um, that I that I see quite often, I call it the wide-eyed scroll approach, where people have a list out like five different projects that they're working on, five different businesses, and they're all over the place, like a crazy squirrel, right? And that completely (laughs) loses all trust and credibility because like, hey, how can I trust you if you don't even know what business you're in and you want me to invest my money? Like that's (laughs) not gonna happen. So a lot of people might have the question, I'm curious too what questions people who are here live have as well, feel free to let us know in the chat box about profiles and you know things like that and anything we talk about. But you know, the other thing is, when we, t- when we talk about the LinkedIn profile, one question I get asked a lot is, well, hey, I'm still working a W-2 job doing real estate on the side, but I want to use this to grow my network of potential investors. What do I do? Well, you know, you want to think about that as a strength. Let's say you're a software engineer. You want to position that your software engineering experience adds to your real estate, it adds to your insights, it adds to your you know, the value you provide, which it does. It's a way of thinking. You have a background, you have a unique story. Everyone's got a unique way of going about it. So you can have both on your profile and you don't have to be, and here's another, you know, this is kind of related to profiles, but it's a big one. Somewhere out there someday, some guru said that you have to post three or five times a day to get anywhere. And that's just BS. It's not true. I don't think it's ever been true, especially on LinkedIn. As a matter of fact, I don't post at all. I don't, and I choose not to. I just, I don't put bandwidth there. And guess what? It works just fine generating leads every single week and enrolling customers from it every single week. And so the way to do that is I've got a system that's much more intentional and I've got all these little pockets that um, generate leads for me on LinkedIn and outside of LinkedIn. Plus having the ability to go out there, go to hyper-targeted lists and very intentionally deliver a message that builds value, that builds trust. And if you're gonna share content rather than posting and hoping that the people are going to see it because you could have 5,000 connections on LinkedIn. You post something, only 50 people might see it. There's a, you know, complicated algorithm behind that rather than banking on that, you know, how about instead building a hyper-targeted list and making sure that you're reaching those people and that your message gets seen. That's really, really important. And the third kind of big profile mistake, you know, we've talked about, the corporate resume, we've talked about the wide-eyed squirrel. The third one, I call it the 80s or 90s marketing brochure, right? So it's like where people are throwing a bunch of jargon and lingo about, you know, talking about real estate terms. No one cares yet. You know, if they don't trust you yet, they don't know what's in it for them yet. They don't care about your fancy marketing talk. That's not what this is about. This is about building trust and building value. Fantastic. So, you know, you gave some really good information. So can we can we break it down a little bit more into, you know, what kind of changes should real estate entrepreneurs be aware of on LinkedIn? Um, is there, you know, a specific process to, to go ahead and do these things? You want to share some of your insights with us? Yeah. So some of the big changes, I mean, the user base is growing rapidly. Okay. I think at, at this time, there's about 700 million users across the world, people in just about any country you can think of. And Microsoft several years ago purchased LinkedIn for $26.2 billion, and they completely revamped the platform where it's getting more and more user friendly. You don't have to be a tech whiz to navigate it. They've made it a lot more social. In 2020, conversations on LinkedIn were up by 50%. Okay, wow. so major increase in conversations, interactions. You know, I think engagement was up four or five times as well. So, you know, there's a lot more happening there. Uh, LinkedIn groups are kind of reasserting themselves as relevant places to have conversations and discussions. Uh, There's a lot happening there, but just the value of the content being shared, people are engaging and it's not a stuffy platform anymore. You know, people also want a little bit of entertainment, professional entertainment, productive entertainment, but still entertainment, thought provoking things, right? So the other key change is LinkedIn video has really come onto the scene. That's become a powerful thing. Live streaming is coming onto the scene on LinkedIn as well. So there's all these different ways to reach potential investors on LinkedIn that didn't exist any, that didn't exist um, prior to very, very recently. Um, plus LinkedIn events is another key feature as well. So you can invite people to a webinar or a live stream like this one and create get those invites out in batches within minutes as well. So that's really, really powerful too. Uh, so when you factor in all those different things and you really stop and think about it, that, you know, 
leads us to the question of, so what's the system? How do I actually implement this? What do I need to think about? What's the methodology here? And the methodology that I'll share with you here, and we're gonna talk about it a little more um, on the webinar um, that we'll get you a link to as well in the comments um, for those of you watching live and even for those of you watching at a later date. The methodology, I call it the MADE method, right? And it starts with magnetizing your list. So, you know, it's understanding LinkedIn's different filters, understanding all the different ways you can build hyper-targeted lists and select the high net worth individuals who could be potential investors for you. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, okay, well, lawyers make a lot of money. Maybe a lawyer will be a good investor for me. Really, you know, first of all, I hate to break it to you, but a lot of attorneys don't make that much money compared to other people. Second of all, if you have no background as an attorney, you don't know how to speak their language, it's going to be a very much an uphill battle for yourself. So instead of doing that, you know, you want to think about streams of commonality. So I'll give you an example. You're in Boca Raton. So if I were you, I would start with the Boca Raton space, maybe other parts of Florida, for example. Um, next thing, you know, you might have a hobby or an interest or a nonprofit you support, right? Or a group that you're a part of, that's another stream of commonality. Maybe people are, are a military veteran, right? It's another stream of commonality. Maybe, you know, you came from a small town in the Midwest and now you're in Florida. So you can talk to people in a small town in the Midwest. So those stream of commonality, what they do, they create this, you know, it's almost like magic. They create this instant trust effect right? Because of the things that you have in common with this person where, you know, now they're like, wait a minute, this person was also, uh, you, you know, was also in the Navy. Oh, okay. So now they're more open instantly to listening to what you have to say. And you want to magnetize your approach um, towards your ideal investor, right? So magnetize the list. They're going to be most relevant for you. Um, the next thing is all about accelerating trust using your messaging. Okay. And there's a lot to this, but there's three layers to it. Okay. First one is the messaging on your profile. So we talked about some of that a little bit earlier. Second piece, if you're going to post content, how do you create content that's actually relevant and that boosts your visibility and your credibility? Okay. So there's got to be intentional around doing that and what your personalized strategy is going to be. And the third piece, and this is the mo probably the most important part of this, is your LinkedIn messenger funnel. Okay. And so what that means is through LinkedIn, not only you can send people a series of messages, okay, that take them through a trajectory that build trust and build value inside of direct messaging, and you can automate the entire process. Now, it needs to be like good plastic surgery, okay, where you should people shouldn't be able to tell that it's automated. Okay, if people can tell that it looks automated, you're doing it wrong. Okay. So you can send a series of automated messages like an autoresponder using automation where all you have to do, the only manual thing that's required is when someone actually raises their hand and is interested and wants to know more, that's when you can jump in and transition that relationship beyond LinkedIn. But other than that, if someone's not interested, cool, let the automation sift through people so you're not having to knock on doors, so you're not having to go out there and make calls, okay? So it's messaging that builds trust, okay? And there's a very intentional, um, we can talk about this too, there's different ways to build value in messaging as well. Um, third piece is developing a, a system that you can delegate, okay? Um, because the remain the, the majority of people on this um, live stream right now are probably real estate entrepreneurs or aspiring real estate entrepreneurs, and you don't wanna be sitting there clicking buttons every day. Okay, so you have to learn the vision, you have to learn the strategy, but once you get the system set up, any other you know management and upkeep that's required, you can easily delegate that to an admin person, even an intern or an assistant, okay? So that 15 to 20 minutes a day of day-to-day -day management that you might have, you can easily delegate. And that's where understanding KPIs, key performance indicators comes in. That's where understanding what your metrics are comes in. That's where knowing how to track things comes in, okay? making it a system that you can easily delegate and scale. And the final piece is enrolling investors, okay? So that's how do you transition people beyond LinkedIn who are interested to having a conversation with you to ultimately writing you a check or wiring money to invest in your deal. Wow, I hope everybody was taking notes. I was. I was sitting down and taking a lot of notes. That was, that was some great information. So that's the methodology, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of the, the 30,000 foot view of what we should be looking at, how we should be setting things up, right? Did, yep. did I get that correct, right? Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, are, are there, you know, what are some of the main mistakes that you see people doing when they're using their LinkedIn to raise capital? 
Well, the first mistake we talked about a little earlier is people think that it's about soliciting strangers for money. It's not. Please don't. Okay. So it's not what it's about. So instead of that, you have to think about a multi-step process that builds value. Okay. Um, so some people will hear us, they'll get excited and they'll, you know, go and they'll say, okay, I'm going to find doctors on LinkedIn. I'm going to try to you know, get them to invest. And it's just not, not a very intentional way to go about it. Okay. So first mistake is, you know, they go and they try to solicit cold strangers. Don't do that. It's about building a relationship, building value first. Okay. Second mistake is not being intentional. Okay. So not, you know, having a, a goal and reverse engineering a process. Okay. So they're like, okay, LinkedIn, huh? Maybe my potential investor is there. Let me just go post a bunch of stuff and do a bunch of stuff. And, you know, it, the more work you do doesn't relate, to, doesn't necessarily equate to you getting better results. It's usually quite the opposite. So you want to be working smarter, not harder here. So relying on a system rather than reinventing the wheel and being intentional about reverse engineering your outcome. Third mistake, some people may listen to this and go, well, this is great. I'm probably gonna you know, wanna raise money in six months. So in six months, maybe I'll listen a little more closely and see what's available. And that's one of the worst mistakes you can make too. You need the list of deal ready investors before you have the deal, okay? The last thing you wanna do is be scrambling to raise the money and you know, be knocking on doors when you need to close in a very tight window, okay? So if you know that you're gonna start doing bigger deals, you're gonna start doing deals in six months or 12 months or you know, whatever your time frame is in your unique situation, the time to get started is now, okay? The time to start building your list of potential investors is now. It's not you know, in six months, it's not when you need the money, you wanna have the relationships already established, okay? So that's another um, key mistake. Uh, let's see what other ones. Yeah, people get get the messaging um, really, really screwed up. That's a, that's a big mistake. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know sometimes people miss doing fundamental things. So for example, there's a setting on LinkedIn where your profile can either be set to public or private. And guess what? If you want to use LinkedIn to market yourself and build new relationships, it needs to be set to public. Otherwise, you're going to be getting about half as much exposure as you could be getting. So there's little foundational things that often cause leaks. Um, another one is just not having their profile filled in, right? LinkedIn is going to penalize you for not having the key sections filled in. So if you do nothing else, um, do those things. Yeah. And then, you know, the biggest mistake with all this is, you know, I think people I think people overthink and they procrastinate and they do nothing. OK, I think that's the big mistake because, you know, it's there's all sorts of studies about the psychology of habits and, you know, changing behavior and that type of thing. And what you have to understand about that, the easiest way to change a behavior is to start with a system that's proven. OK, not to think that you're all of a sudden going to wake up and be a changed person and all of a sudden, you know, everything's gonna change instantly. That's just usually not how things work. So best thing to do is to find a system and work the system and start getting results. And you want to, you're not looking for a one-off. You're not looking for one investor and like, okay, great, you know, one deal. You're looking for a system that you can consistently use to build your list of deal-ready investors. So you need to be after that instead of after like, hey, let me find one specific person or, you know, fund one specific deal. Right. I liked what you said about, you know, that this is a relationship business, right? Raising capital is all about relationships. Yep. You got to build the relationships. You know, when I started, when I, when I got started in multifamily about 10, 11 years ago, um, the, the, the message was, if you have an awesome deal, the money will be there. And, you know, I said, okay, great. So let me go find the deal. I went, I kept finding the deals. And then when I turned around, I said, okay, where's the money? The money yeah. wasn't there. Right. Uh, it, it's you got to build the relationships first and then go out. And then when you have the great opportunity, then you can turn around to your network of investors, of, pe of people, right? That you're exactly. turning into investors and present the opportunity to them, right? Um, you know, what, what, are some of the, uh, what are some of the ways that people can start building their lists of high net worth individuals or investors on LinkedIn within minutes? There's a few ways to do it, okay? The first one is the free search on LinkedIn. If you go on LinkedIn, you can do basic searches for free, okay? You can put in, for example, if you put in the word doctor, you can, you're can you gonna have, see a lot of doctors on your, it's gonna be a big, vague list. A mistake would be to take to take that list and run with it because it'll be too vague and you know the practicality is not quite there, but it's a start to so like start tinkering with it, okay? Second way, if you've got a list, maybe you've bought a list of accredited investors or you've got an email list, 
you can actually start building your network by importing those people into LinkedIn. Okay. So that's a really um, key, key thing that you can be doing. Okay. Third thing you can search by LinkedIn groups. Okay. So there's all sorts of different interest groups on LinkedIn. For example, you know, you can search, let's say, you know, a group of people who are tech executives, for example, there's different groups of those people with interests, right? Or people who are sales professionals or interested in sales or marketing or all these different things, which behavior can be really, really powerful. Fourth way is to use the LinkedIn paid ads platform, which we talked about spending zero money on advertising. Well, what it comes down to here is um, you can advertise on LinkedIn. I just don't recommend it for finding investors. There's better ways, but that's another way to target and build lists. It's an option that's available. Fifth way is to use LinkedIn premium. Um, and you don't wanna just use any LinkedIn premium. Sales Navigator is the one to use. And they have about 15 to 20 different filters. And what you really wanna do is you wanna combine filters um, in a very intentional way where you have an overlap. And I want people to imagine, you know, an overlap of three circles, right? So there's ideal net worth, okay? Now, can you do a filter on LinkedIn that says, okay, I want people with this specific net worth? No. However, you can get pretty darn close based on thing, things like, you know, what their occupation is, where they live. So if someone's, you know, a CEO, a, a let's say they're a, um, a CTO, at a tech company in the Bay Area, and they've been at that position for the last 15 years, I can almost guarantee you they're a high net worth individual. It's, pr it's pretty safe bet, okay? So there's ideal net worth range, okay? So let's think of it as a range of ideal net worths. There's ideal income range, okay? And you know we can call it income longevity as well. So you know if they've been if they've been in a high income role for let's say 15 years, you know there's there, that's a very good indicator of their net worth and that they're going to have some, some money to potentially place. And the third is the ideal mindset. Okay. So the ideal way of thinking. So you want people who are open to things like alternative investments, right? For example, like a lot of CPAs and accountants are very tight. They'll never, um, you know, they'll stash money away, but they're not going to invest. You don't want those people, right? So you want an overlap of those three things. And that's where the filters on LinkedIn come in. Okay, so the perfect list would be doing that. And, you know, the ways that we just described is a way to get started on that. That's awesome. We have a, we have a question here. It says uh, from Wisdom Real Estate, I have 7,000 plus connections on LinkedIn. How do I go about narrowing down that list to people I should specifically focus on? Yeah, great question. I love the name to Wisdom Real Estate. It sounds <laughs> like, uh, let's talk about a name that builds trust. I dig it. Um, so first of all, you want to think think about the three things we just described: ideal net worth range, ideal income longevity, and then that ideal mindset, right? So you, so if I were, if it were me, I would go into your LinkedIn filters and I would take those people. And yeah, you can go by occupation, you can go by all these different things, but you know, identify how it's like. It depends how many of these people do you already know? What are their occupations? What do you have in common? And from those seven thousand, I mean, it could be that three or four thousand are potential you know, high net worth individuals, or it could be that three or 400 are, right? But one of the things we teach in our programs that um, really has tremendous results for a lot of people, it's called reactivation. So segmenting your first degree contacts on LinkedIn, these could be people that you haven't talked to for years and putting together messaging to let them know what you're up to basically. Because a lot of them don't, right? How would they know? You haven't kept in touch. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it's letting them know what you're up to and that you're expanding your network of potential investors. Right. So it's a really important thing, you know, especially with a network of 7,000 plus people, I can guarantee you, you've got at least several hundred people who would be good potential investors, if not several thousand. Right, and and you don't need 7,000 investors. You need, exactly. you need a good handful of people that have the money, that trust you, that that see where you're going, and, and, and like you said, follow the right ideal mindset and have that income range. And, uh, and you can make a lot of money just from that. You don't need several thousands of investors. That, that would be great to have. Um, but, you know, right, let's just focus. One on step it. at a time. One step at a time. You know, before getting to a thousand, let's get to one. Right. Absolutely. So, so you know, you talked about um, Sales Navigator, right? Um, you know, I, when I started working with LinkedIn and started doing that, it was, it was kind of a little intimidating for me. You didn't, didn't know, you know, I'm not a very tech savvy person. I'm not a, you know, big, big person uh, with, with computers and things of that nature. 
how difficult is it to to use Sales Navigator? Do I need to hire someone? Do I need to outsource it? How much time should, let's say, a real estate investor who's focused on, you know, real estate, right? How much time should they focus on the Sales Navigator? Should they hire outside sources? If yes, where can they find them? Absolutely not. I mean, it's a it's a giant to hire someone to do Sales Navigator would be a it would just be a giant waste of money. Because first of all, a lot of people you'd hire don't know how to use it for finding people who are potential investors. They can build you a list of, you know, let, let's say a list of businesses who are in a who are in manufacturing. And if you were going to do B two B selling, that could be great. But what you really need to do is identify how the filters work. I mean, in our program, we go through it step by step. And once you've built a few lists, once you have the process down, it's game over, right? So what mm -hmm. we do is we provide a list of filters and show you how to replicate the list that we've built, okay? So everyone's list building is gonna be a little different. Sales Navigator, it's not rocket science. You don't have to be a tech whiz to use it. It's not the Facebook ads manager, for those of you who have experience there. It's not nearly as complicated, I don't think anyway. And once you've done it a few times, once you've built a few lists, you're gonna have the mastery of the skill and you're gonna be able to build these lists at will, right? So you know you can build a list once you know what you're doing, Literally, you know, I could go right now and I could build a list in 30 seconds and have a list of potential leads, right? And have a few thousand people. So um, let me see how else I can answer that question. Yeah, and I'm big on delegating instead of outsourcing. So you need to, there's, you know, three ways to really learn something and master it in terms of marketing and lead generation and most things too. There's strategic, which is understanding the strategy, the vision, you know, the why behind why it works. Okay, there's the tactics. So you know, all the different tools in the toolbox. Okay, you understand the why. So what are the different tools available in the toolbox? How do the tools work? And the mechanics are literally what buttons to push, right? And a lot of people get in their own way because they get stuck on the mechanics. What, what buttons to push? I'm not tech savvy. I haven't done this. Can I do it, right? And when you get the strategic way of thinking behind this, right? When you understand the why and the purpose and what the moving parts are, then the buttons to push becomes an afterthought. You know, that's something you can learn in half an hour or less, okay? But if you understand the strategy, you're gonna be golden and you're gonna have the ability to really use the system. That's great, that's great. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of information. So, you know, listeners, you know, I, I hope you're really taking notes. Uh, I've been taking notes here. So you were talking about the three circles that need to interlock. You were talking about the ideal mindset, ideal income range, right? The longevity uh, and the ideal net worth, right? Uh, and, yep. and you gave a great example of a CTO living in the Bay Area for 15 years. You know that this person, right? They have income coming in, right? They're, look where they're living, look at their job, look what they're doing. Um, so let me ask you this, once you've got, once you've got the list, Right. So people are going out there like 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 wisdom. I've got 7000 connections. Right. What do you do with them? Now you've got the list. You've built the list. Right. Someone like you, you said, you know what? I can build a list in less than 30 minutes. I've got a list of people coming in. Now what? Now, how do you go about building that trust, building the relationships, presenting? What, what, what are your what's your secret sauce after that? So after that, you want to create a series of multi step messages. And the very first thing is you want people to connect with you. And after they've done that, now using messaging, there's different ways to do it that we can talk about, but there's three ways to build value in direct messages, okay? And a lot of people don't know this, and this is really, really important, okay? So the first way to build value is to ask a question, okay? So to ask mm -hmm. a question that opens the door to their level of awareness. Just ask them a question about you know, how aware they are in the topic or if they're familiar with something, okay? It's not a question like, hey, do you wanna invest 100 grand in this thing you've never heard of? That's not the question. The question is you know, how gauging their familiarity, gauging their level of awareness, okay? Based on, and then, you know, knowing where they're starting from. Second way is problem awareness, okay? Is, so is mentioning a very specific challenge that you know they're probably facing specific to them and then asking if that's something that they resonate with, okay? And people often get value in being seen and like, oh, that person gets me, they understand my challenge, okay? The third way is to share something of value for free. It could be a webinar, cheat sheet, book, article, you name it. Share something of value for free that not only educates people, but when you do this the right way, it also inspires action based on the education, okay? so. 
best approach is usually to do a mix and match of those three. And you can have a series of multi-step messages. So once you set up the automation, the messages go out, set it and forget it, the messages go out on their own. And when someone responds and is interested or starts asking questions or starts engaging or starts wanting to book a meeting with you, then the automation stops. That's where you can come in and transition that conversation. So that's the process and the way that it works. Right. So that's great. So, you know, those three steps, obviously they have to be focused on the person or the group of people that you're talking to. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like uh, the problem awareness, for example. Right. And and, and correct me if I'm wrong in, in, in seeing this. So let's say you're talking to, you know, your your group is, you know, 45 year old men or women who are professional business people that making good money, but um, you know, they, they don't have a lot of time to spend with their families. Right. So your, your, the problem awareness would probably be something like, Oh, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, do you have enough time in your day? Right. You're, you're, you're making great money. You've got a great lifestyle, but you know, What's going to happen when you retire? What's going to happen when, you know, God forbid, you know, let's say you can't work anymore. You know, the, your, your income stops or, you know, you're working so hard to provide a great lifestyle for your family. But right now, you know, you're, you're not spending time with them. Right. Would that be a, a type of a problem awareness that you want to have them focus on? That I, well, it's that, a little I, like to right? really go that deep is a little premature if you're a straight okay. Do you ever, you know, that's a little, a little, little much, a little too like, you know, taking the problem and just shoving it in their face. <laughs> um, so in, instead of doing that, you know, a softer approach would be like, hey, you know, we've, you know, I've a lot of people I've talked to, they're a little concerned with what's happening in the stock market, for example, or, you know, what's been happening because of, you know, the political climate or different things like that um, would be curious to know. Um, have you had some of these concerns as well? Or have you had some conversations around this as well? Right. So it's it's that type of thing, you know, starting there. And then, you know, usually it'll it'll come out and you'll naturally get to those places. Well, shit, I'm concerned about retirement or I'm concerned about the stock market or, you know, concerned mm -hmm. about, you know, hey, you know, I used to think that I was going on this trajectory, but then this COVID thing happened and all these different things. Right. So it just starts to come out. So that's that's more so, you know pinpointing the problem awareness and, you know, mentioning other examples kind of makes it, makes it a little safer, right? Because they're, you know, no one wants to be the only person, they don't want to feel like a fool because they're the only person dealing with it. So mm -hmm. acknowledging that other people are experiencing it as well is, is a great way to do it too. Right. So we got Wendy here. Uh, she's asking what are some language words, phrases uh, that can be used to make the messages sound more intentional instead of automated? Well, there's three magic words. And when you say them, that people will instantly invest in your deals. They won't be able to resist. No, <laughs> there's not. There's not. So so we, so we talk about, so what are some language words, you know, and people get so um, focused on exactly what to say, not on why it works. And that's one of the big issues. So the best answer to the question is, you know, what are you trying to convey in the message, right? It's not about saying a magic word. It's like taking a moment and think, what am I trying to convey? How am I, how do I want this person to feel? How do I want this person to process this? What's it going to be like receiving this message and use that, um, for guidance rather than, you know, how to word something so that it sounds super slick or that it sounds, um, you know, magic words, right? So the other thing with that too is usually any message you write out, usually if you take a close look at it, you can cut out at least 20 to 25% of the words, right? So less is more, keeping it concise is really, really key. Um, so words, languages, phrases, um, you know, we, if you want words, languages, and phrases, you know, there's, you know, neuro-linguistic programming is something people study and there's different ways to, you know, people talk about different language patterns. And the thing with that too, first of all, I think it's more powerful through the spoken word. But the second thing with that as well is, you know, when we talk about, let's say language patterns and you start applying those and you start getting very mechanical with those, let's, in let's say your direct messaging on LinkedIn, it's gonna, it's not gonna sound quite right, right? So that's why, you know, it's starting with the intentionality and then, you know, you could start with things like, have you ever, or what if, or what it would be like, like all those classic things. 
Um, they could be good starting points, but you have to take a step back and think about how it's going to be received. That's great information, right? Yeah, a lot, of, and and I agree. A lot of people focus on the wording, the the, the message, rather than how it's going to be received. I think it's a very uh, it's a very strong point. Um, is there something that real estate entrepreneurs, uh, investors can do to optimize their LinkedIn profile for building credibility? Yeah, so many things. So first of all, having all the sections filled out. And then, you know, some things like, you know, having a powerful headline that conveys their intention. It conveys what's in it for the ideal investor, okay? Things like, you know, take those big objections or those doubts that your ideal investor has in their minds, address that on your profile. Don't wait for them to sneak up on you when you're, you know, 15 minutes in a conversation with them, right? So. Those are a few of the things. And then remember the profile is a starting point. Give people next steps, give people direction. You know, it's not, they're not just going to read your profile and suddenly pull out their checkbooks, right? So give them a, a clear and compelling next step. And the profile is designed to build towards that next step. Right. Let me ask you this. So, you know, we, we were talking about how to build a list and, and, and the method, methodology of it. Um, if I'm starting out, and I'm creating my LinkedIn profile and I'm creating my LinkedIn page and I want to go out now and start finding investors. How do I know who to go after? Is there, is there a way of kind of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, when I talk to them, you know, for example, my mentor years ago, right? When I started out, he said, go, go to two networking events a week, go and, and start meeting people. Great. So that's what I did. I was a networking fiend. I was going out to networking events. I was coming home with business cards left and right in each pocket and all that. I was even sending my wife out to network for me, right? Because who wants to talk to me? She's, she's a beautiful, attractive, intelligent woman. She got way more business cards than I did. But none of those, but none of those people really panned out because I was kind of barking up the wrong tree until I realized, you know, I have to be more focused on who I want to reach, right? Do you have, do you have a way for people to kind of narrow in on who they're looking for or a process for them to, to figure out their, their best person to, to focus all their attention on? Yeah. So the three things we talked about earlier, the overlap of the ideal net worth range, ideal mm -hmm. income range, income longevity, and then the mindset, right? So that overlap. And then the other thing that's really important is the streams of commonality, like we mentioned earlier. So who are people who are similar to you, right? It could be that mm -hmm. they live in a similar place. It could be they went to the same university as you, for example. It could be, you know, you used to work at Amazon. They work at Amazon, right? It could be, you know, you used to be a CMO. They're a CMO, okay? You, you know, so pinpoint at least two streams of commonality. And when you combine them, um, that's really where the sweet spot happens because like, you know, for example, I have a client and, you know, he's a military veteran. He sold his business and now he's doing real estate syndication. So he found people who were military veterans who were also entrepreneurs and who lived in the same area. That's three things in common. You know, what do you think happened? Well, it's so much easier to hit it off. And when you have good messaging, that's not sales forward. That's not pitchy. It's just so natural for that person to trust you and want to know more. And of course they want to know more about, you know, making more money through inv investing with you. Of course, they're interested in alternative investment opportunities. Of course, they want to beat the stock market and mitigate risks. Of course they do, but they're going to have their guard up naturally at first because they don't know you from Tom and it's the internet. So that's why building value and having the right who is so important. That's awesome. So the key word there is commonality, right? Yeah. When someone's looking to start building their business, uh, their, their list, right? Figure out what who you are, what you're offering, what your personality traits are, what where you came from, your job, and so forth, and then find people with that common uh, thread, and then you can start building that list. That's fantastic. Well, you know, um, Yaakov, you know, we are running out of time here. It's you know, time flies when when you're having so much fun and and, and there's so much information. It's fantastic. And I got to tell you, my my notepad here is full of uh, of notes. And and Wendy, I hope you're listening. I hope you took notes as well. <laughs> this is fantastic. How can people get a hold of you? How can they learn more? How can they reach out? I know you've got a webinar coming up. Easiest thing to do if you go, you look in the chat, linkedleads.us forward slash RC webinar at the time that we're doing it live. That's happening this Tuesday. So make sure you go ahead and register, join us live. We're going to be talking about 
lot of the same topics that we talked about today, just in more detail, some different you know approaches, examples. I think you're going to love it. And for those of you who are watching this at some point in the future, check out that same link. Um, the recording will probably be available through that link as well, or maybe running another one as well. So go ahead, sign up for that. Also, feel free to find me on LinkedIn, Yakov Smart, send me a connection request there as well. Awesome. Yakov, thank you so much for being on the show. You've, you've given us some great information and I'm excited to put all this to work and I'm going to go to my LinkedIn profile and check it out and see what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong and, and start fixing it. Um, you know, thank you so much for being on the show. Hopefully we can have you back and dive a little deeper into this and really, you know, really go into some more uh, uh, deep down information and, and processes of what you've got going on. But thank you so much. And uh, hopefully I can make it to your webinar as well. That'll be great. Um, so uh, thanks so much. A couple of announcements. Our next live stream is going to be April 1st at 3 Eastern with uh, Donna Campbell, uh, a thought from an energy healer, right? Because again, the show is we're going to teach you how to master your mind, body and wallet. And everything is about thoughts and energy and how to manifest the best life for you. I've also got my $7 perfect money raising system happening now. So for $7, I'm going to show you my process of how to go about. And once you've got that list of people, how to go about and present opportunities to them. And I'm also got my uh, buy one, get one. My group coaching now is happening. Yeah. Every, every Friday at two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, we do a 30 to 45 minute group coaching where you can ask me any questions about real estate, business, entrepreneurship, anything like that. And I've also got my six week master class for uh, real estate, how to get started and how to buy apartment complexes. So stay tuned next week. It's going to be a great show. Yaakov, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a privilege. It's been an honor. And I'm, I'm finally happy to actually talk to you. I've actually seen you so, so many times on LinkedIn and, and, and your program. It was, it, it's finally nice to, to get to talk to you. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. We'll see you. I'm Nitsan Mosby, the traveling investor. Be well.